Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the China Shop. I'm your host, Kyle, and joining me for today's conversation is the beguiling, benevolent Baba Yanga, <laughs> co-founder of Vanta Trading. How are you doing today, Baba? I'm good. Is that how people say it, Vanta? Is that how we're supposed to say it? I don't know. I actually don't know how it's supposed to be said. I just looked up the word and thought it was a cool definition. And uh, I say Vanta, but that's probably because ah. I'm from below the uh, middle of our country. So, Yeah, I wonder if that's just like, because uh, it looks almost like Italian or Spanish. It probably is. It's a paint uh, a paint coating is the reference. So, oh, really? Yeah. Kyle, you haven't read our, our intro to the website, man? I did, but I don't remember seeing that part. <laughs> I gotta oh. pull back up now. Hang on a second. Where's it? It's okay. I won't hold it against you. Where? Where is it? Where is? It? Oh, very black. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was too busy reading about you two. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. But yeah, it's uh, apparently the uh, BMW or somebody painted a car that color, and uh, there's photos online of it at nighttime, and it's, oh. it's shocking. Uh, if the lights are off, it's literally invisible. Is this that color that's like the blackest color? Like, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. like they make that room that they paint in mm -hmm. this. Yeah, so you can go yeah, in yeah. And it's like sensory deprivation. Yeah, and people like kind of go crazy after thirty minutes. I think right. that's yeah, that's the play. That's the play, or that's the color. Um, so that's uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that Black. mean? People who join go a little nuts or stir crazy in the. Uh, I was more going for like when a when a company is in the black, ah, they're considered profitable. As so, black as it can be. Yeah, so we're trying to be in the black. That's the goal. I like it. I like it. All right, let me uh, let me get through the rest of this read here, and then we can dive into today's discussion. Sounds great. So I'd like to just take a quick moment to say thank you to our sponsors and friends over at Manscaped Trade Pro Academy and Orderflow Labs. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming with precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And with that new and improved 2.0 version of the Weed Whacker available, now's the perfect time to take advantage of our exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping using promo code 2Bulls at manscaped.com. As always, that is the number two. When it comes to institutional quality trading education, look no further than tradeproacademy.com. They just also updated their futures course with a whole new segment that I'll be diving into here soon. Uh, at our free Discord server, you'll find instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. 
And for all you degenerates who enjoy trading futures, you'll definitely want to check out the custom tools and studies over at Orderflow Labs. If you want to learn more about Baba Yaga, you can check him out on Twitter at Baba Yaga underscore trades, or you can visit that website we were talking about uh, at vantatrading.com. That's V-A-N-T-A trading.com. All one word. Uh, lastly, be sure to reach out with your suggestions, corrections, or questions for future guests. You can do that via email at two bulls at financialineptitude.com, or you can join our free Discord server where a bunch of amazing people gather to share our struggles and lessons learned with other like-minded market aficionados. All of those links will be in the episode description. Now that we got all the, the boring business stuff out of the way, we can dive into today's discussion and learn more about Baba. So Baba, why don't you uh, why don't you kind of just tell us how you got started in the markets in general and kind of the, the path that you, your path to profitability, we'll call it. Yeah, it's a, it's a long story, but we'll right? take it in parts. <laughs> take it in parts. So um, I... I've been trading for probably, well, not probably, for about seven years, eight years. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is kind of like just a guesstimate. I don't really I don't really remember like the date or the exact year. I remember which, which house we lived in, uh, mm-hmm. my wife and I, and we didn't have children at the time. Uh, so, or we had one child. So that's child. a pretty good yeah. measuring yeah, stick. Yeah, we had one <laughs> child at the time. So yeah, that gets me in the ballpark. But yeah, yeah. what happened is a friend of mine who was in nursing school, uh, sent me a random message, and he he was like, "Hey man, did you know there's this uh, there's this app called Robinhood?" I know, shame on me. Okay, everyone can shame me. Well, it's seven years ago. It's okay. Do what? It's okay. It was seven years ago, give or take. Yeah, so it was. It was a I long think time that's ago. Okay. Yeah. But um, and I was like, "What is what is Robinhood?" And he was like, "Oh, you can trade, dude, and there's no commissions." And I was like, "Huh, trading?" And I didn't know much about anything really. And I was like, Oh, interesting. And, and like, probably like a lot of people you think, Oh, I'm pretty smart. I can figure this out. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> not like famous last words. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, he was like, I've been trading, get this. He's like, I've been trading biotech stocks, like small companies that are fixing to release PRs or get approved for stuff. And I've made mm-hmm. money. He sounded like an infomercial. Uh, and he right. was like, here's a link if you sign up. And of course it was like, if, you know, if you refer a friend, each one of you get like, I don't know what it was like 20 bucks or something. Right. And I was like, oh, let's give it a whirl. And so downloaded that we flurry of text messages back and forth about different companies. And, um, one thing about me that's, uh, I guess is a benefit and a drawback is I can kind of hyper fixate on things, uh, oh. and, and, uh, get really tunnel visioned. And so that kind of started to happen with the idea of making very small money um, with Robinhood and these press releases and all this. So I nerded out on that. It's kind of funny because uh, Eric uh, Smolinski and I, we do that at the Wednesday updates. And we were just talking about both of our tendencies to do to do that and things that we're interested in. Like everything else becomes noise or, and you just zero in on the thing that you want to learn until you've learned it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but it's almost kind of like a necessary trait to be able to be successful in this field, I think. I think so. I think that you've got that. And then you've got the people that are prone to um, like the slow grind. Like I'm, uh, there's a guy that um, that I've been talking to mm-hmm. um, recently and I might get him to, to do a video uh, or like a like one of the one of the little like learning sessions with new traders that, yeah. that uh, I did with CB the other day, I might get him on one of this other guy on one of them maybe, but he's like 
he's the opposite as far as like he does have he has this really long term plan. He wants to do one thing every day to help benefit his trading. He's not in a hurry. He's not trading big size. He has like a five year plan. So I think you have those like hyper fixate figure it out today people that do well. And then I think the other category that do well are the people who really are like very structured and long term runway with it. And then I think the people that get killed are the people in the middle, <laughs> you know, who just kind of toy with it. Well, when I think back on what you just said and look back at my journey, I think I started with the hyperfixation. That's what got me hooked. And it wasn't until I started trying to change my approach to more like your friends, like the grind. Like once you realize that, hey, this is not something I'm going to figure out tomorrow, you, I need a plan to be able to do this and, and grow consistently. Like until I made that realization, I think I would have just been spinning my wheels, jumping from flower to flower. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I think, I think there's a, like a maturation process, if that's the right word. Sounds good yeah, anyways. That, that works. That, um, that comes along with, with everyone's journey and it has to, it's inevitable to, you know, to, to long-term success. But in the early days it was helpful because I would hyper fixate and, read a bunch of stuff, learn, you know, trying to learn stuff. And what it did is expedite the process through all mm -hmm. the stuff. That's a waste of time, which, which I would like watch all these videos, like probably everyone else re read stuff, you know, listen to what people said. And then I'm like, I'm trying to do what you just said. And this isn't working. So, you're, <laughs> uh, and pretty quickly I just developed this attitude that any, anything that was out there probably sucked, which is, I mean, It'll keep you safe. Um, I'll, I'll say that much, but it's not e exactly true. No, um, no, but you got to be able to tell. Yeah. You got to get yourself to a point where you can tell what's fake and what's real. Yeah. And for me, it was just trial and error, right? Like I would put the lines on my chart from Magic Guy's video and then, pff, you know, it doesn't work. Right, I'm like, well, right. okay, this guy's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, that continued for a while just playing with, with Robin Hood. And then um, I don't really know how long. And then I had some success, I would say like in the, in the hundreds of dollars and uh, wasn't consistent at all, but had a few trades work out and I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of getting the hang of this. So of course, what do you do? You get a real brokerage account. Right. And for me, that was going, uh, I don't know. Well, none of my real contact infos in here. Uh, no. So no, I don't no. know. I don't know if it was illegal or not. I don't think it was, but so I set up an account with some offshore brokerage, right. That like offered like, you know, 50 to one leverage on and small caps and really whatever you wanted to trade through like a thousand, 2000 bucks in there. And I was like, time to retire, baby. And, uh, <laughs> to, you know, immediately took out like max leverage short position on a Friday afternoon. And, uh, I think I got fairly wrecked on that one, but, but I started to like develop a little bit of a plan at that point of like, if I could find something that had been running a lot during the week, a small cap on like terrible news or mm -hmm. like on news, but with no real meat behind it, that a lot of times that profit taking would happen. And that became kind of like a thing that I was going for is those late day Friday dump sessions. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Obviously that's... I'm not, I'm not still doing it. So it wasn't the most uh, consistent plan, but at least I had somewhat of a plan. No, it was. Yeah. It was something that was based off of observation too. And I think that's one of the hardest things to get new traders to, to spend the time doing. You got to stare at the charts for a while and, yep. and start to recognize patterns. And then you got to start to explore those patterns and see if there's something there or not. 
Yeah. I mean, managing risk wasn't really a thing. Um, you know, none of that was a thing. I had no plan, like no real exit, just how much could I make? No plan for if that wasn't going to work or where was I going to be wrong? None of that kind of stuff was a part of it. That all came later, but I did have, uh, so I had, you know, some, some bad days, some good days, all the, all the while just realizing though, that there was potential because if Mm -hmm. I was making, let's say I made 700 bucks or 500 bucks, like I, and it was, you know, it would oftentimes happen fairly quick. And I thought, wow, if I could actually get better at figuring out what is catalytic and what is noise, like, and differentiate the two, mm-hmm. then the opportunity to make reasonable money is definitely right here at my fingertips. And, and that was a, that was a breakaway from what I had traditionally, I would say like done to make money. Um, mm-hmm. growing up, I was, I grew up in a, uh, I would say lower middle class to, to upper lower class family. And um, not because of my parents not having great work ethic or whatever. It was just, you know, the, the family that I was born into. And I love my, my parents. And, you know, they set a lot of great examples. And one of the main ones was, you know, you have to work hard. And, uh, you know, my dad was a super hard worker, um, was always like the figure it out and fix it yourself kind of family. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of that's a lot of those values like carried over into trading, but that change that happened was normally like growing up, I would go work in someone's yard to make extra money or in high school, you know, I had a bunch of, I was actually with my parents this weekend. We were, we were, um, my dad and I were driving and, uh, reliving like all these random jobs that I had growing up, like (laughs) all these random ways i made money. He just laughed. Like, um, some of them were real, like, real labor intensive, like hanging, hanging siding on a house with like oh, a yeah. crew of like adult men who were alcoholics and didn't have a license. And <laughs> I was like, you know, 16 and could drive. So I would pick my then boss up for, for work, like, you know, because on a Saturday a morning. <laughs> yeah. Cause he had DUIs and couldn't drive. And yeah. like, he would pay me an extra 10 bucks to pick him up for work and take him home on a Saturday and stuff. Like it was weird, but it was always Working a bunch of hours, working really hard for a lot of hours to make money. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about trading was, yes, there was a lot of studying and I was still really bad at it. But the idea that my one hour didn't necessarily equal, you know, $10 or $15, but like the one hour could equal plus 700 or minus $700, which is really right. volatile, but the p- potential was there. And so that that was really like a shift um, for me. I had always been sort of entrepreneurial um, but moving into, into trading and taking it a little more seriously, even like, you know, I was probably six years ago, five years ago, six years ago, I'd say, um, that was, that was a pretty cool switch that flipped. That really motivated me, I would say. Are you a, a full-time trader now at this point, or do you still carry a day job just to, to, uh, not have to rely on this hundred percent? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so as of right now, I do technically have a day job, although um, it is flexible and um, I'm not exactly, you know, it's not a physically, like it's not a labor job right. or anything like that. So I'm not exactly trading my time for money in that one-to-one sense anymore. Um, but I, 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 it's fairly rewarding um, and I enjoy a lot of a lot of what I do. Uh, so, and it doesn't conflict. That was always my dream was that I'd be able to not work the jobs that paid well anymore because I hated them. 
but be able to go and pursue something else that I do find interesting and fun and supplement that with the trading. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the cool thing is like, and it's in the bio on the website as well, but like creative problem solving uh, Mm -hmm. and, and measurable like metrics for improvement and stuff like that really, um, like I, I have a knack for that. I enjoy that. It doesn't feel like work. And so being that that is a part of the kind of work that I do, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's super fun. Um, and you know, what would be a dream? And this is something my wife and I've talked about is like walking into my job and saying, Hey, you guys don't have to pay me anymore. I'll keep coming in, um, maybe like half the amount of hours. Um, but I would still love to be a part of what, what we do and what's going on. But, um, you know, don't worry about paying me anything. I just, I'd like to still, you like know. to just volunteer basically. Yeah. I'd like to kind of like, yeah, I mean one day, you know, right. As I get a little bit older and, and whatever, I think that would be a really cool thing. I don't know if they would go for that, but, um, that would be, that would be neat. Yeah. There might be some legal repercussions to something like that, but yeah, I figured out. I'd just be a, you know, a really steady, consistent volunteer, call it an yeah, internship. There you go. Whatever. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like we actually had a pretty serious talk about full-time trading, uh, back at the end of last year, um, my wife and I, and, and we kind of came to the decision to not make the full migration to that, mm-hmm. you know, partly just because like, we don't have to, like, there's no reason right. to, other than some additional flexibility and, uh, also some additional risk that, you know, my whole family would be relying on my trading, which I'm in some ways I'm fine with, but in other ways, I'm sure that would add a measure of pressure that I haven't felt. And, um, you know, for me, um, managing stress and managing, um, like my emotions is a big part of being successful. Yep. And that's why I've enjoyed all the rich freezing stuff. And, um, geez, that's been, that's been unbelievable that, that you guys have done uh, that. I feel so lucky to have met him early on. Dude, he is a gym, yeah. but I wonder, like, I do wonder what would that added stress do or make me feel and, and how long would the, would it feel different before it felt normal? And that kind of stuff is, I think those are the real things that would, um, you know, be challenging. I mean, I, I yep. do the same thing every day, the same way when I do my prep work. Like, I mean, you've, you've seen right, it. Yeah. Um, like it's the same, it's literally, rep- it's just so repetitive. Um, but it's, it's also been t- fine, finessed and tooled down to exactly what helps me make decisions and not just what helps me make a decision, but like, what are the few things that would help me make a great decision? And so in some ways, I think like if I was full time and everything depended on this, um, it wouldn't really change anything. You might be forcing those, but yeah, you might. But it yeah. might, yeah, it might make me kind of freak out a little bit. Um, so I don't know. With all the statistics that we have now, with like all the cool ways to pull stats and everything, like I know which days, like intuitively, I like to press. Uh-huh. Um, I know which days I don't. Um, so, I mean, you know, how would all that be affected? I don't know. And so since there was no pressure to do it, we're like, yeah, we'll just keep rocking, like trade the open, um, you know, commit 45 minutes or so to, to the, to the room at least in the mornings, uh, or actually it ends up being more like an hour and 15 minutes because. Oh, you guys are usually on there all day. It seems like. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm on with a headset doing other stuff a lot of times uh. after, after I make my trade, like I'll throw my earbuds, my um, 
and just connect through my phone and I'll be out and about or doing my normal work or whatever. Um, but that 9am to 10 or 10, 15, um, you know, we're usually pretty locked in for sure on that, but, um, yeah, so what, uh, so work ethic and working hard and the change of pace from I'll go work really hard in someone's yard Mm -hmm. to, um, I can click a button and make money. That that is really what started to uh, push me towards taking everything a lot more seriously. Um, and I was in a random Discord room with a guy. He was pretty sharp, actually. Like thinking back on it, he was definitely over leveraged and was n- not willing to <laughs> say he was wrong as quickly as he should. But he had a lot of capital, apparently. So I learned some stuff from that guy. I don't, I don't really actually remember his name, but. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, like being over leveraged, like there, there's a thought that you have to find somebody who's like the best to go learn from, but you don't have to necessarily learn from the best. You can learn from somebody who knows more than you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, we had this conversation the other day over discord oh, yeah? you and I did, I think, uh, about like somebody said something about like being a guru or being a guru or whatever. Oh. And I was just like, yeah, okay, well that's definitely not me. Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, I consider myself someone who has fine tuned a process that is dependable and can create probabilistic returns with a positive expected value over a large enough sample size. Mm-hmm. And that's about, that's about it. <laughs> like that's really all you can ask for though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the goal. I think everyone wants to be 10 foot tall, bulletproof, trade 500 lots uh, in one single order and, you know, make a million dollars a day. But everyone says they do, but. Well, I can tell you the stress of that would be uh-huh. uh, insurmountable <laughs> I, for me. I already stress out having like five micros on ES. Uh, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah, having 500 I mean, of those micros, let alone yeah. minis. Yeah. And, and too, like, you know, I mean, for anyone that's like, figuring out position sizing and all that like dude the brokers are going to give you enough rope to hang yourself like five times <laughs> so like you know don't think just because you can take a certain position size that you should like um like i mean you know i mean i could take i don't i don't actually even know how what how many lots i could trade but i gotta promise you that i am not within i'm not within 70 percent of that like i'm i'm not with that i'm trading in the very small amount Compared the margin, to I think the margin requirements are four hundred dollars for a mini contract right now. Okay, yeah. So, and, well, I mean, I could do some quick math, but uh, fifty dollars um, yeah. a point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trading uh, close to what my margin no. would allow me to. But I think, uh, I, I, and and that's another thing. Like we kind of bouncing around a little bit from the story to like today. But one of the things that actually really uncorked my ability to stay in a trade that's a good trade that should stay in and and begin to move from trading very scalp-esque type trades to um, bigger rotations of the market came when I sized down and was like, let me just learn what it feels like to sit in this for a while. Um, ah. Let me just get, get the feeling of um, taking a trade for more than 15 points. Let me and 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 not worry about the profit, not worry about losses because I'm trading like I think when I switched, I was trading like three micros on NQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm just gonna 
trade three micros and try to go 20, 40, 60 and see if I can do that. Yeah. Like on my P on my targets. Um, and then it was like, uh, you know, then that, that informed my strategy and my, um, entries because for a trade to have that type of potential or say a 60 point potential, um, then you have to be entering in a pretty sharp part of the market. Well, before before the market went insane, but <laughs> traditionally you have to be entering in a pretty sharp point part of the market that that is truly, I would say, like an inflection point or a sharp corner, and or uh, like a pullback on a trend day or or whatever. But being able to identify that, identify those things, and then get get the feeling of being in a trade for. 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. That's that's um, so funny that you mentioned that too, because I think that was uh, another key point for me or key uh, um, turning point in my, my journey was the realization that I don't have to scalp two points at a time. Uh, I think it was when I was actually talking with Flary when we were doing the prep for the Back to the Futures episodes and he was looking at my the numbers. I was showing up my stats and he's like, okay, it looks like you got something here. You got good levels. Uh, price likes to go from your level from level to level is the phrase that he used he said but he looked at my mm-hmm. risk to reward or my uh my profit factor and said that that did not look like it matched uh the the win rates yeah and it wasn't until no, yeah it wasn't until i started yeah. looking at that and i i did not know how much i was handcuffing myself by cutting positions too early yeah dude i mean if you and and this i would say it goes back to stress as well like i I don't know. I guess there's different schools of thought about it, but like for me, I just don't, I don't like trading. I don't want it. It's if it feels stressful, you probably heard me say this before. Like if it feels stressful, if it feels hard, another way I would say it is if it feels like you're arguing, uh. like, you know, when you're in like an, a deep argument or a pretty heated discussion with someone about something, right. you know, just emotionally how you kind of start to feel a little drained and kind of like, God, is this going to go on like this forever? And <laughs> like those thoughts, yeah. um, if I if if uh, if I feel that at all when I'm trading, like that's the first like thank you, Rich Reason. Uh, I'm sure he'll hear this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, like that's the first before my P and L changes, before I start doing stupid stuff with my orders. That feeling, I feel that, and I've be, I've learned to uh, be so quick to notice it and be like, oop, okay, time to time to change and be defensive and 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 kind of. Go ahead and and get finished here with whatever's happening, whatever's making me feel this way, mm-hmm. whatever's eliciting that kind of response, because only bad things follow that for me. <laughs> like only bad habits follow that. Right. Only bad decisions. Right. Like it's all it's all tied into like that feeling I start to have, and and I'm super thankful that I've been able to uh, like recognize that and and be quick to like identify it in a moment and be like, even though. I can look at my chart and see the next levels coming and the areas I have interest of, of interest marked out before the market. And I'm feeling that way. Then it's, it's informative for how I will trade or if I will trade at all for the remainder of that day. Uh, so what, what did you do to, to help you identify that? Um, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, a, a part of it was, was co- coincided uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, a few years ago, a couple years ago, with um, with the sizing down mm-hmm. uh, exercise, because once I sized down, the trades didn't matter. I wasn't gonna make that much money, even at uh, at twenty, forty, sixty. I mean, 
you're making 120 points. Right. Like you're making 240 bucks. Like, Ooh, like, <laughs> I mean, what, what, you know, like it, that's not make or break money. Like yeah. that's good money for a day. Like, Hey, you do that all year long. You know, it's a great side hustle. But if I lost a trade, I was only losing 35 points, 30 points. Right. A small fraction of your account. Yeah. 60 bucks. Like that, that bracket ends up being a two to one, you know? Mm -hmm. So that helped me sharpen, um, like some of my entries because you need to be a little better than 50% to, to not just break even and, and, and turn your wheels. So even in those small numbers, I was real competitive with myself, um, but even even when I was trading, I recognized I started to realize I never felt that way. Hmm. Like I never had those feelings when I'm trading tiny size. And so as I started to size up, I started to have these moments where I would it was and Rich Friesen talks about this. And it was only after hearing all that that I had like better language to describe what was happening. But uh like I would start to make foolish decisions when I started to feel those emotions uh -huh. and then I would start to size up. And then, you know, he talks about most of the traders that come to him have a PL that's up and to the right and then completely tanks like in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes one trade. Yeah. And so that was the pattern I had grown into. So prior to that, my PL was like big zigzags, like make a bunch of money, lo lose a bunch of money, make a bunch of money, lose a bunch of money. Uh-huh. You know, literally make, you know, make, a, you know, a five figure day and then and then lose a five figure day the next the next day. Oof. OK, so like that's not fun. No. Uh, and that only that I, I mean, that it's not like it was happening all the time, but like that was so stressful. Right. So I was acutely aware of what that stress felt like mm -hmm. or even like even four figures, like even a grand, make a grand, lose a grand. Like that's terribly difficult on the emotions. So fast forward, I did that size down thing. Um, and then as I added size back, I started to have the long, slow grinds up that was healthy or, or not even really slow, like pretty making, you know, decent returns. And then I would get into a trade. I wouldn't want to admit I was wrong. And then boom, like add to a position, add to a position and end up having to cut uh -huh. it and lose, you know, 40% of what I had made. And then I, and then it, I started just to have awareness about, I started to just like type out some stuff. I mean, talking to Flary through the years was helpful. Some other guys were super helpful with some of that, but I started to realize that before the PNL blew up, there was a feeling, some feelings that I was having that I had had a break from for a little while when I was trading small. Mm -hmm. And that began to kind of orient me like, Oh, anytime I start feeling like this, like a do or die, it's all on the line. We got to make this work. I'm, I'm not going to trade well. And I was also, I was making a, I was making many more decisions than I, than my capacity, like my mental, uh, right, uh right. rigor could support at that time as well. Um, cause while I had de began to develop that like sharp corner of the market, let's take this trade for a little bit more. I would oftentimes like add to that trade. Uh, as I started to add size, I would, you know, add to it in bad spots. That's where the, like in the discord, we used to joke around about um, like a, a good ad will ruin a great trade. <laughs> like I learned that firsthand over the course of a number of months. Yeah. So I would say that that was the process though. That was like how I became aware of it was just not feeling it for a while. And then how destructive it was when I did feel it. And then it suddenly comes back. That's so yeah. cool. 
that gives you a, a blueprint for how to increase your size too. If you've stepped back to the point where you don't feel those emotions, but you know there's a threshold where when you when the size gets to that point, it comes back. Mm-hmm. Like now you know how far you can push that. You can push it to where it's just a little bit or on the edge of discomfort. Yeah. And let that feel normal, like you'd said earlier. Yeah. And and I I would say like now on the first inkling of that emotion or the first feeling I have that's in that in that vein of what usually leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. Um I at the very first inkling of that, I will just it'll I'll just be aware of it and I'll like sometimes even say it out loud to myself. Like yeah, you, you. I'll say like you're you're starting to feel um, the way you feel before you make a mess. So let's stay sharp and let's make wise decisions and and then let's lean on. And I have on my desk written out, which I don't know where I got this from. Uh, I wish I I could remember, but it's a uh, it's a it's a note card. I have it written out and it's and it stays on my desk all the time. It says, "Do not allow your emotions to lead you." Emotions are terrible leaders. Rely on your training and logic. And actually, I just remembered where I got it from. Uh, from a Navy SEAL talking about a battle scenario that played out uh, and the way that two of the commanding officers responded. And one responded with emotions and one responded with training and logic. Uh-huh. And how everyone in the platoons rallied under the guy who was not responding with emotions. And I was like, dude, that's the emotions present themselves. And then I begin to like define everything through that lens. And so I wouldn't say that like I'm bulletproof or anything like that, but, but at this point in the journey now, as soon as I feel it, I'm, I can just identify like that's the, my emotions that are, they're trying to like run in there and make a mess. And, right. and so let's rely on the work that we've already done. Let's honor the integrity of ourselves and the work ethic of myself by trusting the work that I've put in. And the levels I've identified, and let's let's make ourselves um, let's make ourselves press into that um, instead of the emotions. The the image that comes to my mind when you talk about leading by emotions or leading by trading is the uh, the gunfight scene at the very end of Unforgiven. Oh, Unforgiven! Do I don't even know if I know that movie. Now you're really, really going to hate Eastwood? me. Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman. <sighs> I don't know. I'll, well, I'll put it on. I'll watch I'll, it. I'll uh, I'll just kind of walk you through like the the gist of it, like the scene, like he's. Clint Eastwood's character is like standing still. He's calm. He's the only one who's looking, slowly pulling his gun up, pointing at who he wants to shoot, squeezing the trigger, and then moving to the next target. And everybody else is frantically firing their weapons. And guess who's the only one who walks out of there alive? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great mental image of, yeah. of that that part of it. Yeah. Ooh, I'll have to see if I can find a link for that to throw in the episode description. Yeah. And and let me say this, um, because there's two other things that were a big part of, I would say like the confidence, like, yes, there were some structural like changes I had to make to my trading and I had to learn some stuff in my pre-market work and, Mm -hmm. and develop skills. And that's all a big part of it. Um, but it was, uh, I'm going to guesstimate a timeframe, say four years ago, three and a half, four, four and a half years ago. Um, I was in the, in a lot of the timeframe runs together, but we'll call it, Four years ago, okay. Um, I had had some success. Um, had sized down. Had traded. Um, I actually did that exercise twice because um, I did it after this event as well. I went back. Um, 
but I had just gotten into a, a, a tough spot with trading and I was pushing so hard because I had realized some measure of success. And so, and not just like a little bit of money, but like enough that like, I was like, man, this could be cool, you know? Yeah. And, um, the gold rush fever almost. Yeah. Right? started pushing yeah. a little bit, kind of, kind of started feeling like I'm, I really figured this thing out, you know? And, um, and that always pre precedes a real, a yep, real yep. mess. So just another note. To, that, that's a red flag for me. Whenever yeah. I feel like I've got it figured out, like, okay, yeah. I need to stop and take a break. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I've got, I've, there's a difference in, I've got the market figured out and I've got my process figured out. Yes. So like, yes, I've got my process really figured out. Uh, I don't have the market figured out. But that also, when you have that mentality too, that stops you from ever improving. And I don't think you can ever stop looking to tweak or make the adjustments or adapting it. Yeah. It's nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Flary talked about this in one of his things with you guys about guarding the process Yes, yes, and bringing stuff in. And that is really a balancing act. Like I brought in a new thing into the way I look at stuff a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a little, just another tool to reference, just another way to view things. But I also played around with it for uh, you know a month and a half before I was ever going to take a trade or even include it in the work that I do. Right, right. Um, so yeah, definitely when I say figured out, I mean, at this point, I know what I look at to help me make decisions, but that is a fluid thing. In some sense, you're always developing and learning. Yep. The process is how you, uh, also includes how you add and change your setups yep. and strategies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 100%. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um, but I was in a tough spot, dude. Um, I don't know. This might take away my fruit furu credibility or whatever, but like we've talked about, I don't <laughs> care about that at all. Like, I, I don't really believe in any of that. Um, or at least I don't. We're all just trying to do the same thing. Yeah, everyone's just trying to make it. And even the people that are doing like the big Lambo rental, this is my car, this is my mansion. Like, I mean, they're they're still trying to figure it out too. Like, you know, so whatever. <laughs> they're just taking a really weird approach, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I was in a, I was basically like, I was I was down to where, um, like I was gonna have to stop trading. Uh-huh. Um, like 
I just, it was hard. Like my wife was not really digging it. Um, rightfully so. Like I'd given her nothing really to believe in because it was such a roller coaster, even mm -hmm. after the exercise and all that, uh, in smaller trading and then sizing back up and then kind of saying like, look at how things are going, look at this and starting to speak about the future in more, in more certain terms than I really should have. Um, got into some crappy positions, uh, tried to add to them, tried to do whatever, just, just got demolished. Good old friend, Martin Gale, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so I was, so I was like, man, my account's squashed. Um, and I don't even have the flexibility in my personal finance to like do one of these funding things or anything like mm -hmm. i'm i am not going to be able to sit down with my wife and say hey i need like 500 bucks i'm gonna fire up this test whatever account test out account thing she would have been like you've lost your mind and and <laughs> um and uh, and over the years i'd met different people one person that i just had clicked with and we'd been talking all the time and we're always bouncing strategies off each other uh was banks the guy that yeah. that i do vant with and uh and so I called him, dude. I was like, you know, we can just be real. Per I was like, in, I was like, had just finished crying in my garage. Okay. Wow. wow. Like, like just realizing that it felt like the death of something that I, that I killed. Death of a dream, right? Yeah. yeah. Like something I killed that I didn't really have to. I just pushed too hard, too fast. And, uh, and I called him just to say like, Hey, I'll still talk to you about trading and stuff. And I'll still like help with strategy and think through things. Cause we, we've been like, you know, always tinkering with stuff, always trying to learn together. Um, and, and, and he, he, I would say he's, he's always been a little bit ahead of me mm -hmm. and, and it's mainly because he's such a good risk manager, which, you know, is, is in part the name of the game. He works, he works at a bank, right? So he's got a bit he of does. a leg up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's kind of got an advantage just built in right off the bat when it yeah. comes to risk. He's uh he's not a, a big risk taker, but, um, it's funny because I say that he trades bigger size than I do. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. Isn't that, I would just think like, you'd think that I would have good risk management skills working in a steel mill because, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta constantly assess whether you can do a job safely or not. You gotta ass right. assess that risk. Yeah. But, but I think that maybe it kind of hurts you when the thought process or the thing that you're always taught in those industries is that money is not important. Your health and your life is right. And you're not, you're not gambling your health on a trade. So, or your life. Yeah, exactly. It's only money. It's just a yeah, little bit of money. money. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. That doesn't mean, <laughs> I think that might've set me back a little bit in my journey. Yeah. No, uh, I could totally see that. That's very interesting. Cause the, right? cause you kind of uh, don't really infer the money as, as the thing to protect or defend as right, much as like right. your life or your well being when it comes it's, to like the steel mill stuff. It's I, I'm ashamed to say it took, it took uh, probably at least a good year or two before that lesson even sank in that I needed to even have a plan to manage risk. Mm, yeah, no, same dude, <laughs> bro. Yeah, <laughs> this is a this is a a seven year story or whatever of you know of you know three and a half years of success. But but did you also kickstart your journey with a podcast where you had experts telling you how important risk management was? No, no, I didn't do that. I was just all <laughs> <Yeah>. by myself, <laughs> just yeah. me and Banks, and yep. him saying you don't have to trade that big, or why don't you take some profit or whatever. Um, so even today, <laughs> hey, this is funny. So even today. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I, even today, like two day earlier, I was in a trade. 
I was uh, in a short from a, a good position. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about it because then it's the Furui stuff. But you can look yeah. in Discord and see the screenshots for the trade. And I was saying I'm going to hold this runner to a specific. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, I said I was going to hold the runner till the close, uh, which would have been pretty saucy. But I I, I uh, <laughs> was talking to Banks on the phone. Uh, and he said, uh, well, where are you at? And I said, I'm up like a hundred and, uh, I don't know. I think it was maybe a hundred, uh, hundred and five, hundred and seven points. It had been up as much as like 130 points on that runner or 120. I can't remember. And he was like, dude, just close it out. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to hold it to the end of the day. Cause it's going to be 200. And he was like, why just close it out? Yeah. Like, why do you, I mean, and I was like, uh, huh." and I thought about it for a minute and I was like, dude, I'm yeah, it's Monday. I don't even trade that much on Mondays. Like Monday and Friday are my low volume trading days. I make l- the l- lowest amount of my money on Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. I take the lowest number of trades on Mondays and Fridays. I like to ease into it. And so I was like, freak yeah, dude, I'm already 2x my daily goal with the trades I've done today. Why? I don't even want to look at this anymore. I just close it out. That's so funny. That's uh, that. And so you see the post in Discord. I was like, my private yep, yep. risk manager bank said, close the trade. So I'm out here at 800. It's a you great know? story. Yeah, I see it right here. Close so, up shop. Yeah, time to close <laughs> it up. He said so. And, and, and oftentimes he is, he, I mean, it's, it's yeah, he's not wrong often about right, stuff. So, right. um, and he keeps me in check. But he, he also is the focal point of this little story that we've weaved in and out of because it was that phone call in the garage uh, kind of at the at rock bottom for me in my trading journey. And he was like, you can't quit. Like, that's literally what he said. He's like, you can't quit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I can't keep going. He was like, yes, you can. Um, and I was like, I mean, I'm going to keep learning. Like, this isn't me giving up, but for right now, this is me giving up. And all I can do is study and learn. And uh, this is, you know, I don't know why he did this. I don't know of many other people that would have done this. Uh, he, uh, he basically, he was like, here, I'll give you a login to an account and you just trade it and don't worry about it. Huh. And I was like, he, what? And he was like, yeah, here, I'll, I'll cover you. Like I'll cover you and you just keep trading. Wow. He's like, you've come too far and you're too good to like to stop now. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but what, pr- like, what proof do you have that I'm good? Like you've seen potential, upside sure but like i can't manage it like i can't keep the wheels on the bus it all falls apart i go crazy i have emotional you know turmoil and blow an account up or lose all the money in my personal account and why would you trust me you Mm -hmm. know was what i was thinking and i don't know if it was like he was just being nice or i don't think so if he really did kind of see something yeah i don't know man but like he kept me in the game and if it weren't for that, I mean, sure, it could have worked out in many, many other ways, I'm sure. But like the confidence that that gave me that I could do it uh-huh. was as important as having an account to trade. When someone else believed that I had what it took and right. they were willing yes. to put it like and they were willing to go on the hook for me, dude, like that's a that like kind of gives me chills a little bit. Yeah, me you too. Because you think about life like anything you're pursuing. You know, you can believe that you got the, the goods to make it happen to have, you know, a, a successful family or whether it's like uh, whether it's tied to like a faith or whatever. Like you can believe that you've, you know, you're positioned well or you've got whatever. But when someone affirms that and like 
or cause that out in you or like cause you forward more into whatever that thing is. And they like the community quote unquote around you believes mm-hmm. in you. Um, that like does something, you know what I'm saying? Like it, that's kind of magical. So oh, yeah, that, that I think that you just hit the nail on the head of why a community is so important. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it was crazy, but not just any community though. Not just any community. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you can be in the middle of a bunch of idiots. That won't help at all. But banks is definitely not that. Not even that. Or people that just are people that are focused on the wrong thing. Yeah. Like when you have people who just if you all you ever see are winning trades in your Discord. Yeah. I think that's a problem or a red flag. Yeah. Because you don't learn. Do I need to go add some losing trades in my Discord? <laughs> no, Sorry. no, no. You guys talk about the losses. Uh, we do. I I took uh, two stops a day live on voice yeah. with a room full of people. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but those are the things, those are the moments, those are the things that show people the struggling trader that not every trade has to win. No, oh no. Yeah. And that is such a hard thing to get over it is. when you're learning. It is. That was a big thing for me though, man, was him believing in me like that. Just that, that did mm-hmm. something to my tenacity and like my bulldog mentality of making, um, a real consistent, uh, long-term profit, uh, a, a attainable thing in, in my trading was him, him doing that. And then uh, oddly enough as well, him encouraging me to like, uh, talk to my wife about it more. Yeah. Which I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to tell her like the downside of stuff until it was like really bad at that time. And, um, in a way not to like, it was in my mind to like protect her from the volatile, volatile nature of trading. Although that's it, how you, yeah, that's yeah. how we tell ourselves yeah but now like yeah at this point i realized that trading isn't that volatile like yeah there's some i have some bad days or whatever but like it ain't got to be life or death every day and um can i give you a secret too do what can i tell you a secret yeah she knows (laughs) yeah oh yeah she She knows when you had a bad day she knows so um talking to her about it my wife is yeah that was that was a a that's why i started telling her about every day because she knew this is what i did today no because i would get I would do what you did. I'd, I'd start to withdraw when I had a bad day or when things didn't go my way. Mm. And it was, it would affect our personal relationship. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not about that. If trading is going to affect my relationship with my wife, then I'm not going to do it. No. I, yeah, dude. I mean, so kind of that also grew then, uh, 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 you know, this connection between my wife and I around this mm-hmm. goal that I had and, and her advice, uh, even though she knows nothing about the markets was so helpful. You know, I'm trying to go over here and, and make thousands of dollars in a day, every day. And she's like, babe, like, you know, if you can make Why? whatever, Why? you know, she would make an arbitrary number. If you make this in like an hour, just be done. Like let's hang yeah. out. And I'm like, you know what? That's <laughs> if you're cool with that, like that's really easy. <laughs> and so that was, that's, that was huge. That's the goal, right? Yeah. That's the whole reason why we dive into this to begin with. Mm-hmm. You got to remember that. Yeah. Like, the whole goal is to be able to stop after an hour when you hit your target. Dude. Like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and fucking uh, play some golf. Or yeah, something. You got, yeah. Play some golf. That's right. So her being <laughs> in my corner now is, is really has huge fruit. Um, her believing obviously now by the tangible nature of the benefit that, you know, trading is providing for our family, um, as well as, you know, but it wasn't always that way through, through that time. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was down. Like she would, um, oftentimes say, you know, um, like if I were talking really positive, she would like, she would, she would kind of hedge that back to like keep me in check. (laughs) 
And then if yeah, I was talking yeah. really negative, she would hedge that as well and like be like, well, now, you know, what, what was yesterday like? Even as recently right, as like right. a few weeks ago, I had a day where I, I just barely escaped green. I mean, like literally with commissions, I think I was green by like 50 bucks, which, which I, uh, I, I had that week, uh, two weeks ago. It was just a weird day. I don't know. It's like, I could, I was just, everything I was trying to do seemed awkward. Uh, I was feeling those kind of frustrated emotions, kind of like feeling like I'd been in an argument and I'd taken a few trades and I was basically at the point where, okay, I'm going to take another trade or I'm just going to be done kind of at a break even and just whatever today. And so I was just venting. I was like, gosh, man, that was so annoying, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, why does it matter? She's like, you didn't even lose anything. I was like, well, huh. it took it took 45 minutes of my day. And she was like, yeah, but like, what, what, what did you do last? She picked a random day and I was like, I made this much. And she was like, so doesn't matter. Yeah. I was like, it's all, dang, you're really, it's all, you're really awesome. It's all one pot. <laughs> do what? That's the thing that we, that's the thing we have to remember. It's all one big pot. Yep. What we do today, what we do tomorrow, that it's all cumulative. Yeah. No one day. If we do it right, no one day is going to make or break. No, no anything. one trade, no one day. Now, uh, two weeks ago, I had the biggest day of 2023. That was fun. Um, that was, was, that was like, Jay Powell's big talking day, CPI or some whatever. Oh, was, that the, was that the day I was sick? It was the day you were sick. And I was like, dude, ah, you should have been here. Cause we, it yeah. was just, man, it was really easy. Like it, it, again, when trading feels easy, you're doing it right. Like that day was a breeze. <laughs> and I was like, I can't trade those geez. days. Though. And normally I, normally I'm pretty cautious on news days, but like we, it just, there was just a couple of perfect opportunities that lined up with the work that I'd done. And I was like, Yes, please. Um, so, and I sized up just a little bit. Like, um, you know, with the size that I normally trade right now, like doubling that position size isn't, isn't really a big deal. Like, um, And then even tripling it is still not really a big deal. Maybe like 4Xing it starts to be like, oh, okay, we better pay attention here. But, but if, right. if, if I'm up nicely on a day like that, which normally I would just be done – but I ha- I was like, man, I'm this. I feel so refreshed and chill. Like I'm gonna keep trading and I'm gonna push a little bit. So I like yeah. pushed a little bit and um, just had a you know had a really fun day. And uh, and then obviously that made that week like the largest week of 2023. Um, and then I've and then you know the the week following that I was really nervous because generally what happens after yeah, you have a great right. week, you have a terrible yeah. one. Uh, and I was I was nervous about that. Talked to her a lot about that. Talked to Banks a lot about that, and just went into that next week and traded it normal. Uh, and you know we're only a quarter into the year, but I'll even size down a little bit just yeah. so I get back into it. Yeah, just There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and uh, and ended up having the second my second biggest week of 2023. The week following, so I was like, well, I guess you know. I guess we just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. If it's working, so, keep doing it. But yeah, that that ha- that that was so pivotal. Him believing in me and 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 you know sticking with me and encouraging me and like my wife being a part of it has 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 really kind of that mental side is is really shored up because I think that as much as I wouldn't want to admit it, that was my biggest problem. It wasn't the technical. Yeah. It wasn't knowing stuff. I mean, yeah, like I know more now than I did then, and I'm clear on what makes sense but that was that was definitely a turning point that's definitely the psychology that i think most of us struggle with yeah no it, it is but yeah yeah that was so well 
Let me uh, oh, go ahead. Let me interrupt here because we're we're starting to get towards the end here. Oh, and we no. haven't even had a chance to talk about Vanta. Oh yeah, geez, we just talked Vanta. about me. Vanta, Vanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's 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 pivot for yeah. Let's before do it. we run out of time let's completely. Do it. Let's, let's do it. Like, tell me, tell me about the because. I was excited to see you guys carrying on the torch that Flary had started That's with right. U-Trade. I was, I was super sad to see that go away. I was as well. But I'm also, I'm also really happy to see you guys kind of carrying on the torch. So why don't you talk to me about the goals of Vanta? Like what, what type of person are you looking, should be looking to join your room? How can you help them? Why is it? Like what, what are you all about? Yeah, what are we all about? Well, I'll, like the story we just talked through? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're about in in one sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I um I would so when 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 the when when we were doing the other project, uh I was asked to to help out with that and mm-hmm. I felt it was like kind of an honor. Um because I don't wanna I don't wanna go back to my story part, but like Flary's been a big part of my story. Yeah. And yep. um you know, his, he's been a part of a lot of people. Yeah. His confidence in me, him calling me to, to more, to more than I was doing, like to be more serious, even as recently as like a year ago when he was mm-hmm. like, he, you know, one conversation I'll never forget. He was like, but how serious are you really? And I was like, dude, I'm about this. Like I'm, I'm, he was like, okay, well then what's your average blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he was like, what's your da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And he was like, what's your plan for when this happens? And then, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, yeah. So like, go write it down. Like, yeah, get it and yeah. i was like okay so when he asked me to help with that i was like geez this is really cool and i'm like i'm wired up to want to prob- problem solve and be creative with solutions and have measurables and stuff like that mm-hmm. so the idea of being a part of that project and doing that through trading after feeling like i've had you know some success that's that's you know proven over a bigger span of time, of time than just like yep. six months or whatever you know that you know, not just finding a flash in the pan, but, you know, kind of a system and mm-hmm. um, having some success. So that was cool. And then as it started to wind down, I was really sad because we hadn't even really begun to to dig oh, into the part of that I that I was most excited about, uh, which was providing some content. We created a lot of content, but it hadn't been released. And I was like, man, you know, and then he said, do you want to do you want to just keep this going? Um, under like a different name or or just do your own thing like he, he kind of served it to us on a silver platter and i was like dude i don't know and so banks and i talked about it and we're like yeah and so what we're trying to do is take that seven or let's say that three and a half year story mm-hmm. all the all the screw-ups and the frustrations and the mental learning curve and the the technical side that that was the learning curve and and switch that uh, or and decrease that by yeah. by telling our stories in situations in forums like what we're doing, what I'm doing with you now. Also, just in random pop up events in our Discord, um, and and through just being on voice, bringing a consistent plan that uses the same charts and the same tools, the same way day after day, um, to provide uh, people not with with my plan, so they go execute my plan. But to show them that if you if you develop a plan and execute inside that plan every day the same way, you know, like Flary will say a lot of times, just draw a line on the chart and trade it the same way every time. And you'll mm-hmm. find out if you can be profitable. And so like <laughs> we we wanna we wanna help people expedite that process to become profitable. Um and a lot of it is um a lot of it's through modeling live on voice um what that looks like. Mm-hmm. 
both from nine to about nine twenty-five, doing like a pre-market talk through, as well as on Sundays or um, usually Sunday nights, doing a a weekly outlook with kind of a larger picture perspective on the the edges of the market for the week potentially and areas that should garner some interest. So, you know, places to sit up in your chair and pay attention as we approach them. Mm -hmm. And then, and then also like telling people how I come up with that, like revealing quote unquote, the, you know, behind the scenes, you know, like how do I look at a TPO chart? Maybe a little differently than someone else. What are the nuanced things that I use to help make my weekly plan or daily plan off that? How do I look at, you know, the a four hour chart or one hour chart, maybe a little differently than someone else. How do I look at Delta in a given area a little bit differently? How do I use it to execute? And my, my goal is just to answer questions about all of that stuff. Um, but again, not so that somebody can go copy me. The point, like it's not a trade call out room. Yes. Um, it's yes. not anything like that. Like there's, it's more, um, yes. Like, will I say when I'm long? Well, sure. Especially, but everyone will kind of probably know because I will have already laid out what my plan is. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to be executing where I said I was going to execute unless something crazy does or doesn't show up. But that's the point of it, man, is like model for people what it looks like yes. to be consistent every day and reveal, like pull the curtain back. There's no secret. There's no magic sauce. There's none of that. If, if there is a magic sauce, it's consistently applying a process. And mm -hmm. so we do videos on trade execution. We do trade review videos. We do how to use a TPO chart videos. We do what is Delta and why is it important? We do, I mean, just whatever. The community might ask for something. We'll do a video on it. Um, or I'll just randomly get the hankering to do. That's a Southern word, by the way, the hankering. I know hankering. I, I, I I'll get Mississippi. the hankering to do something. Yeah, I'll get the hankering to do something and I'll do a, a, tr a video on it and explain like, hey, here's, a, here's something unique about today that I want to go over so that everyone's aware of it. But the point is that people become self-sufficient. And the other point is that if someone else in the room has like, uh, a way that they approach the market that's differently or that's different, then they can share that as well. Like I'm not the only person that makes money every day. You know, there's a lot of great traders in our room. And I think the community aspect is another part that we have seen some benefit from, mm -hmm. you know, that like having good minds together. And so we're just kind of that clearing house where hopefully it kind of all comes together. Yeah. It, it, I think you can hit the nail on the head, having people to support you when you're down and having being able to, to repay that favor to somebody else who may be struggling. You can, if you have a group that's not afraid to say like, Oh, Hey, look, this is the mistakes I think you made here. This is what I would look to improve on. Or have you considered this idea or, yeah, or that fucking sometimes it doesn't go your way. Like this, this yeah, is just, dude, sometimes it doesn't, right. It's one of those days, man. Don't, don't take, don't, don't get depressed. I can go shake it off, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I think lastly, like debunking the myth that I th or the lie that a lot of people believe that you can't make money uh, consistently trading. Like yeah. I used to feel that way at times, like every trade I click, it goes the other way. Ugh, <laughs> if I just did the opposite of myself, I would make money. You yeah. Know? Like, we've all had that thought. I've actually, uh, I think I tried it once. It, it, yeah. it also lost. <laughs> and somehow it doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like we just want to, we just want to expedite that process. We want to guide people and how to think about the market, um, how to think about trend, how to think about um, these concepts, how to have strong, a strong mental approach. We want to teach them about that stuff, guide them in that stuff. 
help train them in that stuff if necessary to, to begin to realize, you know, profitability. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we can't I'm like, yeah, sure. There's no guarantees. I'm not a final answer, financial advisor, blah, 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 blah. Like past performance isn't indicative of future results. All that stuff is true, but, but at least you're I can model for you, you know, you're sharing, you're showing a path, but yeah. you're showing the yeah. whole path. You're showing the warts and the drawbacks and everything that comes with it. You're not just showing the Lambos and the winning trades. I don't, I don't I actually don't have a Lambo. I drive an F-150. Well, <laughs> Uh, so, you can get you a three fifty or five fifty. Then, yeah, then. I'm, I may, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, looking at a lot of uh, Toyota Tundras right now. I like Toyotas. Um, Ever since yeah. I watched the uh, Top Gear video of the Hilux getting demolished by them and still driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested for sure. So uh, I know we're right up against time. This is the last thing we yep. were laughing about this earlier, and I didn't get to finish. Oh, yeah. uh, finish telling you so you said what kind of trader would fit in our room man like we're cool with whoever really like as long as you're not like you know hateful and abusive and and you know saying terrible things all the time or whatever um you know but i would say if what we're not we're not like we're much more normal like i'm much more normal than the lambo Mm -hmm. uh you know lifestyle 50 g's in cash slinging it in a video like i hope that at this point in the (laughs) video or the conversation someone could tell i'm just like a regular dude man (laughs) you know those people are characters those aren't the real i don't think those are even the real person i think that's a persona for the internet yeah for sure it is for sure so someone said um someone messaged me a while back and they said uh they were like hey saw you have a room blah blah blah." and i was like yeah man sure and it's very casual to me i think our room is it's not really expensive Mm -hmm. we don't make that much money on it the more point of it is like it does take some time for me to make videos. There are some costs with There's it. A lot and of like, great videos you put together too. I, I appreciate yeah. it. I have a vol a volumes of videos that I'm still working through to put 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 on put live. But like, I think it's our, like it's 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 I guess at the end of the day, it's our decision, my decision, mm-hmm. banks and I's decision to have a fee associated with it, and we felt like that was fair to us, so we we did that yeah. right. So sure, we we run a room, so everyone on Twitter can hate me. That's fine. <laughs> But we're regular old dudes, man. We're regular people with normal lives and families and friends. And someone was like asking me all these questions and they were like, you know, if I adopt your method, how much could I expect to learn? And, you know, um, Hmm. I know that most people that run rooms don't actually make money from the from trading. They just make money from subscriptions. And I know that if I, you know, I need to have a expected R value in terms of how much money I'm going to make if I'm going to follow you and all this stuff. And I'm like. Uh, my dude what planet are you from like that sounds like the markets in general aren't for that guy dude so you know it was like i just was like hey man like i'm just a regular guy like yeah. i will gladly share what i do with you but i would hope to god that you don't just try to be me right you should go be you use whatever i do that helps you that that maybe may make you sharper that you may learn from me in some ways take that apply it but like you will have to carve your own path we've talked about this before mm-hmm. like you you there's no there's no subsidizing the desire there's no subsidizing some of the pain that you have to experience to be successful there's no way i can take all of that away i can mitigate there's it. no way to to, to sh- there's no way to lose the experience that came along with like, no. developing it either 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, so if you're looking for like someone to give you a system of when to buy, when to sell and all this kind of random stuff and like, you know, whatever, like that ain't me. Like I show my trades, I say them live, I show fills. I, I got a video that I haven't released yet. I need to, it's called, uh, it, the, the label of it is, uh, is three strikes you're out. And it's literally three full size, full size stops. <laughs> In like the first 15 minutes. And I was just like, guys, I'm done. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> like it, it was an old video from the, uh, from the other uh, venture, but yeah. like, um, yeah, I was just like, yeah. And, and I recorded it. And so I'm like, oh yes, it's a real part of trading. Some it days is. you just don't have it as good as you want to be. You just don't have mm-hmm. it. And that's fine. So like, we're not perfect. I'm not gonna, I don't have a, I, I don't have a way to answer questions like that because that's not what we're trying to do. Um, if someone doesn't believe, you know, that I, have made money or whatever like that's to me the same as like walking into a bank and being like do you do loans here and the bank's like yeah and then the bank's like and then you're like i don't believe you do loans here it's like okay well then go to a different bank or if they're like oh i bet you don't really have money to do loans you you charge too much interest like okay well then go to a different bank and that's kind of like probably i'm not a good salesman in that way but like i i care about the guys that are in our room and about helping them, the guys and ladies. Um, but well, the person that comes with that mentality, though, how much of a benefit are they going to be to the community? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's like I don't have the time. Like, I don't have the time to like pull a grand ruse on everyone. I mean, like, it's just like, it's just, like I'm just not. It's not. I'm not interested, right? Like, I'm trading, bro. I'm making money. I'm I'm making my deal, doing my thing, and like. Yeah, just come check it out, hang out, enjoy it. It takes a special kind of person to put themselves out to the world with a scam, you know? Yeah, and two, like, who's going to stay in the Discord if I'm an idiot Yeah, yeah. and everything I do is stupid and I don't really trade and I never actually have entries? Like, it would only take, oh, I don't know, like two days of that before half the people would be like, you're crazy because half the guys in our room are great. I mean, a lot, almost everyone in our room is actually good, really good traders. Mm -hmm. Some guys are, are on the front end of that consistency thing and some are real settled i think you've got a good mix you got a good mix of people yeah, like people who are established yeah there's no there's no getting away with that there's no getting away with that kind of yeah. thing so yeah that's that's what our room is we're not for that kind of person we are for like normal humans <laughs> who are trying to figure this thing out <laughs> not aliens right. oh shit. well we we just went for over an hour and we never once talked about delta and I, oh no! I think there's gonna be well, some, you'll have to have me back. But, but yes, uh, I think I think what we should do <laughs> is an addendum to or an addition to the Back to the Futures with you, and we'll just make okay. A, I'm down for whatever, dude. A legit dedicated Delta episode. Give you a, a, like a month or so to prepare. We'll let the the listeners uh, send in whatever questions or things that they want you to touch on. Yeah, and let's make a let's make a real one out of it. Yeah, dude, I'm totally down. Um, it's obviously a key part of how I do things, so I would love to to get into to the nuances. I cannot of it. believe we went this long and didn't even mention it once. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry. You probably are aware we've done a couple of things together at this point. I can get I can talk a lot. Yeah, I can, too. and that's that's on me. Uh, so, and uh, when you put us together, it seems like we just start talking and forget that we're actually supposed to be like accomplishing what we're supposed to accomplish. We, we, we touched but, uh, most of the things. We had everything except yeah. for the, the biggest one. <laughs> Yeah, which was a big part of what we were going to do. But we told the story, yeah, right? Yeah, we got the story. The only thing, we left out of, only thing we left out of the story was at some point um, I decided that looking at a bunch of micro caps was really annoying every day. So I switched to futures because yeah. 
it's the same girl every day, yes. not looking oh, for a new God, girlfriend yeah. every day. Hmm. So I know that was my realization. It's like I could learn one market and not uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Canada, that's awful. But yeah, dude, hey, I I appreciate you. It's it's I know we went for a while. I'm it's an honor literally to be on this with you because I mean, I dig your your show. I listen to you guys all the time. Oh, man, um, that, uh... and super enjoy it. I mean, it's the, it's literally it's the, I'm not kidding. It's like the be- it's the best one out there. I'm such a terrible salesperson too. <laughs> Cuz you guys aren't you don't take yourself too seriously. You don't take yourself too seriously. You're not weird. You're just regular people. Like I feel like we could just as easily when I'm listening to you guys and I'm driving or I'm like mowing grass or something or whatever, you know, cleaning up in the yard, playing with my kids or watching my kids play, like I think to myself, like y'all would just be sitting on the other side of the oh. the patio with me, and we're like having like having a drink and talking. Like that's, that's yeah, what it that, like. that was exactly the goal. Well, it's you freaking nailed it. So, oh, thank you. I I never know how to accept compliments. It's so it's always a strange uh, thing. Say, when yeah, somebody I says, did thank that. you, man. Thank you. I did that. <laughs> that's what you I said. Did. That's you right. Did I that. did God that. Damn it! Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, folks. That's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Uh, I got to say thank you to everyone who stuck around. Uh, I know you're probably hoping to hear some discussion on Delta, but don't worry. We will have a full-blown episode with nothing but Delta coming up here soon. Uh, I'd also like to say thanks to Baba Yaga here for taking the time to do this and for the fucking kind-ass compliments and making me feel better about myself. If you want to check out Vanta or uh, Baba's, uh, you can catch them on Twitter at babayaga underscore trades. You can check out their website at vantatrading.com. You can check us out at twobullsinachinashop.com. And if you do join our Discord, uh, we do have discount links for, for those boys over at Vanta. Uh, I'm a part of the room. I, I enjoy the community. I uh, love you guys. I love what you're doing. Can't wait to see what what the next step is in your guys' uh, uh, chapter. Uh, we'll be back at you here soon with another exciting episode. But until then, tickle that five-star rating like your favorite <laughs> child and take care. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard the kids running around. Dude, I had to go amazing. with that one. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. You know, I, I, I could do one of these like... <sighs> Like all the time. So much fun. You're so fun to talk to. You ask the best questions, bro. It's like you've done this before.